You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. I'm so good at it. I think maybe I could even come up with like the new intro oh for Fun Employment God. Radio because we're probably due for a new one. And this it could just is what be, you're pitching just for, be isn't me. It? <laughs> It'll just be me singing my tunes because it's so good. Like it's time to start the show. It's time to start the show. Hurry up right now because it's time to start the show. I you know, swear. And then it'll be like a it'll be like a very a very over the top. Um, I think you're doing kind of this to me today thing. to see if I'm going to stab you. Like, I think. It's a lot. Broadway intros. This is what I'm pitching. Nobody else is doing it in podcasting. I think we could be the first. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. That'll be the thing that stands us out. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We do greatly, greatly appreciate it. You guys are fantastic. And of course, we do. We are live. And uh, we did want to say that because you can subscribe for $6.99 a month. The first week is free and you will get to uh, listen to all of the shows on this fine network including ours and join the chat and the archives and all those things. Oh my goodness. So many it's things. A, it is so, so many things. So many things oh, if you subscribe God. today. You know, and then you turn you it really all into do, a song. Like, I'm not saying that it's a talent that you can make a song out of anything. You just sing words that you're thinking of. Uh-huh. That's not a song. No, that's making it a song. That's, that's not how... making it a song. That's just you like Picking out a tune and just singing a sentence. This is how people write musicals, Sarah, and I don't think you understand the artistic endeavor that I'm that I'm attempting to create here. But however, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I, I understand there are people that don't that don't get those kinds of things. Okay. And I guess that must just be you know maybe you're. Oh yes, you're more, you're far too cultural for me. Clearly, yes. clearly, you're just I a am. step above. Absolutely. Uh, so. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. We do have a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today. And of course, don't forget, if you're going to stop on Amazon, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first. Well, I could almost turn that one into a song, too. Oh, my so, God. So go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Amazon link, and if and uh, just use that link if you're going to buy anything on Amazon. It would I be think fantastic you if it finally did. snapped because you're working too much and it's <laughs> driven you to the brink of insanity at this point. Um, okay, yes, I will say this. I, I guess I, I mean, should... I know how it is when you're crazy. You're crazy right now. I guess I should say this at the beginning of the show just so people understand. You know, if you're a long-time listener, you probably know this about me, but if you're a newer listener, I'm not always like this. Not always like this. However, I have uh, worked... A lot of hours over the last couple of days, including well, Monday night I spent, and this is this is groundbreaking. This is this is big time radio here. What I'm about to do. Oh, I'm excited. But what did you spend I had Monday night? A pipe night? clog in my basement, so oh, I like had a, to unclog like a, a pipe. pipe. No, it wasn't a poop pipe. It was a food pipe. Oh, but I a did food have pipe. to. I had to. Un- that sounds so bad. No, I had a pipe back up in my basement, so I had to spend about six hours on Monday night after after a full day of. Uh, Doing that, so that kind of made me crazy, and then uh-huh. I had a little bit of sleep, and then yesterday was a long day, and today's about a, uh, I don't know, it's I don't just, know, it's hours? a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, and you have like sixteen different jobs. So. Yeah, today is today is probably the record four different jobs today. Four different jobs. Four different jobs today. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's what the total is going to be. It's something around there. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, the the thing is, and that's fine. You know, that's that's some some days are. Some days, you know, you just have more jobs going on than than others. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is the always the constant fun employment radio. You sound like you're a murderer for hire, and you're like, some days you have more jobs to do than well, others. Well, sometimes you got to do some more digging than other days. You okay. know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, some days you just get. I can get tell when you're going crazy because this is one of your crazy tells is like, hey, when you start like angry stripping, which is what. Oh, Greg that's does. when I get mad. When he gets about mad, computers. but also like frustrated, and you're kind of crazy. That's like the the not fun side of when you're crazy, mm-hmm. is when you start to take the crazy to like the mad place, and that's when you start throwing your hat or your shirt or whatever your shoes. That's when I'm frustrated with a computer issue. Now I did do that on Monday night when the pipe had backed up into the basement, so it was the food pipe. The food pipe. It was mm-hmm. the food pipe. It wasn't the other pipe. It wasn't the sewer pipe. Thank God. Uh, but uh, however, it did back up into the basement quite a bit and. Uh, I was quite frustrated. I did scare both animals in the house. I have two roommates. They each have a dog. Both dogs were terrified of me. Why, you were screaming? I was using a bit of profanity quite loudly. Quite loudly. Well, because you would... I was covered in pipe gunk, and it was just... Oh. It was it was really not a fun evening. And so I was yelling a lot, and that's kind of what I do. I, I, I yell profanities. It makes me feel better. Maybe I throw something on the ground, you know, if the, if the tool's not working Oh, no, right. I know. You're like the most stressful, angry, or frustrated person I've ever met. Well, like- about three hours in, and I still couldn't get the thing unclogged, I was I was getting a little frustrated. So, yeah, I did that, and I, uh, I, I scared the animals. Well, Nipples in the chat is suggesting that maybe you should write a musical about your life between all your jobs, angry stripping, other hijinks. It could be a big hit. Well, I could. I absolutely mm. I absolutely could do that. I what could would talk it be about called? Greg's sad, sad life? With a sad, sad life? That's not all sad. <laughs> it's not sad at all. It's just that was a frustrating night. But that was just the you know that night. And then the next day I had the other jobs. And I realized, too, how much I probably scared the animals because I saw my roommate's dog. You know, of course, there's Lily. There's two dogs. There's Lily, There's who's the black lab Border Collie mix that looks kind of like Butter's mild dog. And then there is Finnegan. Finnegan is the new dog. Finnegan is... His name is Finnegan, His name is Finnegan. He looks Finnegan, like a Finnegan. Finnegan looks like a, like a walking, talking teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's along those lines. He's kind of... If you've ever seen Best in Show, the Christopher Guest movie Best in Show, he looks just like the dog that Eugene Levy had. Mm-hmm. In that, in that. Oh, he does. Series. Yeah, I think he might even be that same breed. So that's kind of what he looks like. And Finnegan is the nicest, happiest dog in the world. However, that night he was scared of me. Oh, you scared Finnegan? I scared him because I wasn't yelling at him. I was just yelling so much, and I yelled loud profanities. He was he was scared, and so I felt awful about that. I felt really bad about that. So the next night when I was working and, and you know, the roommates weren't home. Oh, and he's so tiny and bristly and you scared him. I know. I felt You're hor- horrible. I felt you horrible. You are a horrible human being. Believe me. I felt. Scaring little, little. I did not mean to scare sweet, Finnegan. quiet Finnegan. It was just clicking around trying yeah, to be happy. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, I didn't mean to. I was just, I felt really, I felt bad about it. And so last night, they say, yeah, it was last night. I was working at the house, working on the computer. The roommates weren't home, and and just Finnegan was there. And so I was like, well, you know what? I'll make up for it because I used to sing to my my former roommate's dog, Walter. I believe you're doing this. And I used to sing to Walter. And so it's like, well, huh. You know, I haven't tried singing to Finnegan because we've talked about this before. I have an extreme talent for singing to dogs and soothing, you know, savage beasts. You sing at dogs. And it works for cats, too. It works for cats as well. I, uh, some, for some reason, they enjoy you know, the, the tone of my voice when I'm singing. And so I decided to test it out on Finnegan. Let me just say this. He loved it. Loved it. How do it. you know that he loved it? Loved it because he was sitting there and dancing around. He was all happy. Like he came running out of the room when I started singing and then like tried to jump up on my lap. Obviously, 
the dog enjoyed it. Do you have your song for Finnegan? No, because I didn't have. I don't have one specifically made up for him yet. I had the one for Walter. This one is just Finnegan. I'm still working on what his song would be. That's why I just started singing about things in the room, and that's how I turned into my my musical talents. And I realized I could really write a musical about anything. Anything you think? I think I could do it. I okay. think I could do it. I feel confident enough that I could. You know, I haven't really been put to the test. This kind of pressure. But I feel like I could do that. I feel like I could be hired to do that kind of thing. Well, I mean, do you want to start by like writing a song about Finnegan, or do you just want to prove you don't want to prove that point because it's too easy and you want to pick no something Finnegan else? Finnegan? I will write the song when the song comes to me, Sarah. When it comes to that, that'll happen. You can't force that kind of magic. But I can write songs about pretty much anything. Well, I have been perusing the chat, and there were a couple suggestions. Greg, if I gave you a topic, do mm-hmm. you think that you'd be able to come up with a song about it? I think so. All right. I'll, I'll try. If I don't, we'll cut it out of the podcast. What? Well, all right. No. All right. So I saw it. this one uh, suggested a couple times. Greg, can you write an on-the-spot song about Donald Trump? Oh, I don't want to sing about Donald Trump. That's not happy. All right. Well, then how about, why don't you sing? Oh, okay, I'll pick one. How about, okay, no, if we don't, we don't have to do Donald Trump. You could do that later. I how about? Yeah, see, it's really not fun. Why are you like you're a puppet? Well, because Donald Trump's, no, I don't want to sing my own. Okay, what about, sing about um, a game of tennis. A game of tennis. All right, so you're watching tennis. A game of tennis. Make a song up about a game of tennis. <laughs> they hit to the left. They hit to the right. They hit to the left. They hit all night. They're going back and forth in this game that we call life. 40 to love, love to 40. I don't know what. Oh, well, now I missed it up. You should try talking about trying to find love at 40. I was going to turn it into something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was the start of it. That was the start of it. This is a lot of pressure. Okay. Um, what about Sasquatches? Sasquatches. Okay. <laughs> I hate this bit already. Uh, <laughs> I love it, by the way, if we're, if we're keeping score. <laughs> he's so big. He's so big. With his feet, they are so big. He roams through the forest. <laughs> with all of the other creatures, and yet he is alone. His name is Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Oh my God, you're so irritating. So you're not even trying. Alone. Oh Are you? God. That was pretty fucking good. And he's so alone. He's alone he in the woods. He rhymes the word big three times. No, it's a musical. Have you ever heard a musical? Yes, I just went to a musical. Well, I thought it was pretty good. Would you like to sing a song about metal detecting? <laughs> okay. Like about the treasures. That, oh, the treasures you'll find. It's being noted in the live chat right now that uh, Dorf, who's uh, chiming in, said, Dear Lord, my dog is going crazy with joy because I am... Dorf doesn't even have a dog. He's lying. No, I think you're just jealous of my abilities to, to soothe the savage beast. That is pretty much what I am. The Savage Beast. Yes, indeed. Uh, I prefer uh, Steve's comment when he just wrote, my ears. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, what is it about? Metal detecting? Uh, It's also being said by our friend Shockwave that it sounded like you were starting to sound like you were singing a porn musical. (laughs) He's so alone in the woods. 
Well, I mean, I guess you could turn it into that, but I mean, that just takes a sick mind to ruin something as beautiful as that, uh, you know, that a I created. Love? Yeah, okay. a Sasquatch and Bigfoot in the forest alone. Uh, metal detecting. Okay, let me think here. What are the key tenets of metal detecting? Something's lost. It must then, be found. Yeah. The treasures okay, in the ground. Okay, you don't need to sing that loud. The treasures in the ground. How, oh, how will they be found? The treasures in the ground. You know, and that's, that's about it. That's how it start. And then we go on to another, another refrain after that. Okay. I don't think that you should try to pursue I think I'm pretty amazing at it, and that's kind of what the bottom line it's is. It's being pointed out that you might be actually be better at rapping than singing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could make up an impromptu song better than you could. I highly, highly doubt that. Okay, give me a topic. Okay, I will give you a topic. Uh, computer. Oh, computer, you're such a shithead. Uh, I, you can't use profanity in why it. Why can't I use profanity? I hate my computer. You told me computer, and you know that I'm always fighting with my computer. Okay, well, I think this. I think we've we've had enough of this. I don't no, think. I that, don't think. Hmm. You were saying something in. No, I'm not going you. to. I'm not going to even. I don't want to embarrass you, <laughs> so it's fine. Sing about your coffee cup. No, I'm not going to sing about anything. Oh well, see, now we're a little bit scared. No, this is what I'm talking I, about. we're not scared. You know that I can write lyrics. Uh, my best friend Sharky and I can write lyrics off the top of our heads uh, very, very quickly. Sing a song about Sharky. No, I'm not going to sing a song now. about Sharky. No, oh. I don't feel comfortable oh, singing. Oh, but now we're we're sitting there casting dispersions upon my abilities. Well, I know better than to rhyme three lines with the same ending word. Have you ever seen a musical? Bam, rhyme, sing. Oh, sing about a microphone God. right now. No, I'm not going to sing. See, you can't do it. It's not that I can't, it's that I won't. You can't do it. And that's what the bottom line is. So, therefore, I am victorious and I'm pretty amazing at it. Okay, I don't think anyone... Again, uh, I will go back to the chat where it says you're a better rapper than singer. And that's really saying something. By one person made this comment. <laughs> Everybody I, that agreed. Is not, it was that is thumbs, not how, thumbs up. Everyone's that is like, not how oh, that works. Well, anyway, totally I'm just agree. saying it's a possible ability. If you'd like to hire me, you can, of course, send me an email. Greg at FunEmploymentRadio.com. And I will possibly... Be available for hire. Oh, that's so nice of you. If the creativity sparks me, mm-hmm. that's what it'll be. All right. Well, anyway, what else? What else do we have going? Oh, well, I wanted to tell you. So I went uh, randomly enough. So last night uh, I was supposed to work that I didn't have to, and so I ended up uh, working on a painting that I'm finishing up for the end of the month, and then uh, was finishing up with that, and ended up meeting up with a friend of mine, going to a random bar that I don't really go to, and stumbled upon a bar bingo night, which a bar is so bingo much night. fun. But when's the last time you played bingo? Um, God, to be honest, I don't know. Maybe with my grandma, like 20 years ago. Oh, That's do. probably the last time I played bingo. I don't, I can't recall a time when I have. Yeah, I do love me some bingo. Well, randomly enough, like we got to this place and it was right when bingo was getting started. And okay. So I ended up buying a couple so you can like put down a Where, What kind of a place has a bingo? How old was the clientele? Not like our age. So really? pretty old. <laughs> okay, that is pretty old. Also... Don't you feel old going into somewhere and it's like, oh, they're playing bingo and you get excited about it? No, because it was like one of those like hip Southeast bars and it was like cool bingo. Oh, it was like ironic bingo or something? It wasn't ironic bingo because everyone was really into the bingo and the bingo host was clearly a bingo host. Like they Uh were really into bingo. Uh, so, so what do they do to keep a bingo game going? Because I mean, when it's old people, it's just somebody standing up at the auditorium, right? And they're like, oh, seven. Mm. Ethel believes she has bingo while we cheese." 
please check Ethel's What well, was a very card. strange... I'm it was sorry, Ethel. It was strange bingo. You did not get bingo. So it was run by a lady named Momo, and uh, that was that was her name. And by Momo? Her name was Momo. Okay. And so when we got our cards, she gave everyone a piece of paper, and then she told us, she's like, all right, I'm going to have to have all of you draw a penis on the piece of paper. And I'm like, okay. What? I told you it wasn't normal bingo. This isn't your parents' bingo. So uh, so they ended up giving me the piece of paper and my friend Jessica as well, and we were told to draw penises. Didn't know what for. Uh, so then it starts going. So the, the bingo starts. So she starts announcing all the numbers, and at the 13th uh, number, at the 13th thing that she's calling, she's like, all right, whoever ties, like whoever gets that number gets to come up and have like the special challenge thing. Okay. And so everyone who's participating had to, you know, draw a picture of a penis on the piece of paper and keep it with them. So then when it came time for the special challenge, the challenge was there was a big picture of Johnny Cash on the wall. Okay. That, that infamous one of him, you know, like flipping off the camera. Yeah. And so... There was a game that everyone was playing. It was called Pin the Penis on Johnny Cash's Finger. Wow. I was like, this is the most Portlandiest shit I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty... So it's that kind of bingo. It was that kind of bingo. All right. It was, it was the oddest night to stumble into ever. Like, I was just meeting my girlfriend for a beer. and then, Yeah, I can say Portland is very weird, but I have never stumbled into a bingo night with uh, penises on Johnny Cash. No, and it was like, all right, so just draw, draw a penis. I'm like, okay. And then, so anyway, so people were trying to stick, uh, you know, try to find, you know, stick the penis on Johnny Cash's finger, which was a little strange. And then, anyway, so then the bingo game continued, and all the money that you put in, because you pay for, like, a dollar a board, and there were, like, 20 people playing. Uh-huh. So uh, that money goes into the pot. There were 20 people playing bingo on a Tuesday night in Portland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so all that money goes into a pot, and then uh, sure as shit, they call well, I, uh, I won bingo. Oh, you won bingo? I won the pot. I never win. Wow. I got 065 was the last, uh, was the last one called, and I... So was it was it blackout bingo or it wasn't was it blackout? The, it was okay. just uh, one way. But yeah, I beat everybody. Uh-huh. But I tied with the same guy, this guy, uh, at the same time. So you had to do a challenge, and you had to either you know do the Johnny so, Cash. So so what happened? So so they call out 065, and then did you jump up and you're like bingo, I was like, bingo, bingo. yeah, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and so this guy and I tied at the same time, but I said it before him, so I get to pick what I wanted to do. So it could either be like the Johnny Cash finger penis thing, uh-huh. or uh, arm wrestle the. Uh, the person who was running it, Momo, who was running it, which I did not want to do, or a hula hooping contest. And it was all so embarrassing. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I guess hula hooping. So I ended up. Hula- so you hula hooped against this guy? I hula hooped against a guy to win 20 bucks. So I, I won. T- I, you oh, would $20? Hula- yeah. yeah okay. You would hula hoop for $20. Yes. <laughs> I would hula hoop for a lot less than that. If yes. there was money on the line, that's yes. a different kind of a story. So you got all $20. I got $20. Wow. There was no runner up this- prize. No runner-up prize. Okay. I just got all. I got the entire twenty. Well, congratulations! Thank you. I was very excited. That's very good for you. I'm very excited for you. I was super now, excited. Now I, I do want to ask this though. I mean, mm-hmm. given given your you know, the fact that we've we've talked about this before, you have entered the stage in life where you are a ma'am. You're not a miss anymore. You're it's a true. ma'am. Mm-hmm. People call you ma'am. Um, you know, you're still dyeing your hair, still keeping hip, trying to keep hip, but it's a little bit on the what? not yet, not yet. <sighs> You're not there yet. Oh. <laughs> the, the look. Says the almost 40-year-old oh, no. guy in the backwards hat. Oh my God. Wow. I know you're angry when you instantly lash out. 
Uh, so I'm saying, you know, now that, uh, you know, bingo is, is something that you've decided that you like. I is found a middle-aged bingo place. Is this something that you're going to pursue a little bit more? Because I could see you being very into this. Having a dauber collection? Yeah, having my lucky having troll doll? Uh, you are very superstitious. You are one of the most superstitious people I've ever met. Superstitious or OCD, I don't know which one, but I, they both kind of, I think kind of all wraps They're up. They're kind of one. on the same, yeah. I could see you being that person that has like your collection of charms and your good luck treasures and you go in and play bingo, and you have to play it this way, and you have to sit in this chair, and then you have to do it, this, you know, you have to dab it first or hit it on the table before you stomp the number, before you put the ink pad on the number. I could see you doing all the of dauber. these things. The, the dauber. dauber. Excuse okay. me, the dauber. You have to hit the dauber on the table to cheers the dauber for the fallen bingo players, and then you got to smack it on the, on the table. It's true. I could see myself getting addicted to bingo. You could get totally into mm-hmm. it. That's why I don't think I should play anymore. I won my first time out. I'm I'm done. They got you hooked. This is how they get you hooked. They did get me hooked. Because I'm saying, what, I just went to a place, paid a dollar for a bingo card, and ended up getting 20 in return? Uh-huh. Like, that's a pretty good deal. Well, I can, I'm just saying, this is kind of a dangerous path, and we do have a show that we do together, and if you're going to be going down this, I just feel like it's fair warning that I'm seeing the signs already, and I just think we should be careful with it. We're not. I'm going to be fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe we should have a fun employment radio bingo night. That would be awesome. I mean, we could do that. I don't know if that's something people would want or not. Oh do other my... people want to play bingo? Bingo's fun. All right. Well, we'll throw it out there. We'll throw it out there. If you would be interested in a fun employment radio bingo night, let's get wild. Oh, my God. We're crazy. Uh, then, Are you kidding me? Bingo and beer is like a perfect combo. It was super fun. Just all right. Some good music, play some bingo. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll throw it all out right, there. Everyone's saying that they would do that. They'd well, in the that. live chat, but send us an email, uh, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. We do have plenty of fine sponsors of Fun Employment Radio, including establishments, where I bet we could probably do something like that. If if we, if we could, oh my God, I'm totally I'm serious. Well, here's one thing that I do want to say that is a possible bingo idea, and this actually I don't even know if you saw this hmm. because now that we are talking about bingo, and I kid you not, not even to tie this in there, we have a listener that sent in a homemade Fun Employment Radio bingo card. That are you he had serious? Come up with. I'm dead serious. Yes, uh, his name is uh, Nicholas, and Nicholas sent us in a Fun Employment Radio bingo. Card. That I mean, is this, so awesome. I didn't want to tell one? you that until we went through this to actually say this, and I'm not making this up. We're, this, we're not putting you on. Sarah didn't has not actually seen this. Um, so there it is something that we could possibly do. So there we go. This is the groundbreaking, crazy, wild and crazy Fun Employment Radio stuff you don't get anywhere oh, else. Oh, yeah, so we could print it out, and then everyone gets like a complimentary Fun Employment Radio dauber. Oh, my God. Well, let, we wait, we're dauber's, giving away daubers now? We can get the dauber sponsored. We can get a dauber company. <laughs> Let's get personal. Let me just get some hair dyeing sponsors and then we'll throw in, you know, what what else? Some prune juice, something along those lines. We'll get a double ARP or whatever to come on in. Oh, the AARP. AARP. Oh my gosh. Are we going to read some of the things that are on this bingo board? Uh, Sure. Go ahead and and read some of them. All right. This is courtesy of Nicholas. So this this was if it were to be a Fun Employment Radio bingo card. And I'll set it up for the live chat. We'll also put it on funemploymentradio.com under this episode, which will be 1394. 94, yeah. All right, so the bingo card. These are some of the squares. So there's uh, Port St. Lucie, oh, the most magical place on earth. Uh, there's Easy Mac. One of the squares is for we have a, if we have a comedian interview. One is for Greg's peeping. 
Uh, one, one is for the Squatch Watch, and it says, I do believe there's a Squatch in these woods. Oh, my God. Uh, one is when, for when we talk about our side jobs. Uh, yeah. I didn't oh, even shoot, realize we did do that. talk about that. Well, yeah. yeah, it's part of our life. I mean, mm-hmm. we share pretty much everything in our life on here. So. Uh, other one is uh, Greg and or Sarah makes an ordinary situation more awkward. No, oh, well, that's. <laughs> Greg talks about meth head neighbors. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Sarah talks about lifetime. Okay. Um, anytime Greg says, I'm Greg, and I live in a converted attic in southeast Portland. <laughs> well, I do live in a converted attic in southeast Portland. I don't understand why that's uh, something to be made fun of. Well, I, anyway, that's, this is a possible bingo card here that he has created. All right, just one more. That I want to say there's to also Sarah's not amused by Greg because he perhaps has had too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And well, Greg tries to turn something into a money-making scheme. <laughs> well, I do like to make money, and that's why I'm already upset that we're giving away daubers. <laughs> just going to hand those things out? Don't you want to sell daubers for $20 we're a gonna piece? We're going to sell daubers. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> those are money-making daubers. you got to rent those daubers. Oh, God, drunk people in daubers is just like a huge mistake waiting to happen. Was it? Was it, was it a mistake there? Or? No, I mean, they didn't have daubers. They had little slide windows. Oh, okay. All right. No, but I'm saying the like, drunk people in daubers, you'll want to daub Oh, man, day. I don't know if I'm prepared to be going to Fun Employment Radio bingo night. I would be willing to host it, and that sounds amazing. All right. Well, we'll talk about that and see if we can, uh, see if we can set something like that up. All right. I like it. <laughs> uh, Suman is saying, do you have to pay to play? Yeah, I would say probably there's going to be a buy-in i would think yeah because i did like because then we'll have like prizes yeah well we would get prizes so, I mean, I felt it was be very... like a regular listener event but i would think yeah yeah we'd probably have i felt it was fair like the way that it was done last night with like a dollar a board mm-hmm. and then you can have as many boards as you want so if you want to put like 20 bucks down oh then you have all that more then you more have chances. all the more chance all the chances mm-hmm. all right well there we go that is possible so may- maybe we'll do something like that and we'll we'll get a fun i like sponsor. the idea Oh, Dobbers. Dobber is one of my favorite words, too. Dobber, isn't that the guy from um, Coach? I don't know. Dobber. I barely knew her. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, first up, we got a story out of Vancouver, Washington, our stepsister to the north. Our stepsister to the north. I don't think I've ever heard of uh, heard of it called that. Yeah. Well, it's in Vancouver. Okay. And a 26-year-old software engineer is behind bars, which I can't believe I didn't hear about this. This happened on Sunday, and it just happened just north of Portland, yet I didn't see anything about this, but it's made national news. Okay. So a 26-year-old software engineer is behind bars following a bizarre standoff in Vancouver, Washington, which happened Sunday afternoon that ended with his playing the banjo for local police officers. That ended with his playing the banjo for local police officers. Yes. So this is a man by the name of Andrew Helmsworth. Okay. So Andrew Helmsworth got himself into a bit of trouble after he decided to run naked through Vancouver's Ogden neighborhood while chasing his father with a four-inch knife. (laughs) So he was naked with a knife chasing his father. Uh, He didn't catch up with his father. He then barricaded himself in his home. Uh, So there is footage of the the standoff that is He's running naked through... Through the streets, chasing his father. Of Vancouver, Washington, chasing his father with a four-inch knife. Uh, him and his father run into the house. He barricades himself in there. The father gets out, all right. 
Helmsworth stays in the house, however, and uh, so he ran into the house naked. Emerges a couple hours later after he's put on some pants and comes and stands outside and starts playing his banjo. So he played to the audience of the Vancouver police, uh, hostage negotiators in a K-9 unit. So this is what happened in mm-hmm. Vancouver. So in the video, if, if you watch the video, you can see him playing the banjo. He looks batshit crazy. And then uh, as the police finally, they take him down with like a rubber bullet or something. Uh-huh. Because he's just standing there blocking the entrance, playing his banjo. And... Uh, and they do finally get him down, and as they bring him down, he's screaming bloody murder, just like they're the, like the craziest people in the world. Wow! So this all happened this weekend. All with a with a banjo of all things. You wouldn't really picture that happening here. I would. In I'm trying to think of the craziest stand. Like I've never fully witnessed a standoff. We've had some standoffs like in my neighborhood that have occurred before. But I'm sure those aren't banjo playing standoffs. I'm sure those no. are the kind of standoffs that end poorly. Well, no, it's usually just meth heads or something like that. Okay. Or there, there was the one crazy guy that I knew years ago, and uh, I was like, oh, I wonder whatever happened to him. And then he was on the news. Oh, you saw him on the news up. after you wondered what happened to him? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, after Andrew Helmsworth was brought into custody, he said that he admitted he lost his temper and was sure he was going to lose his job, which is why he was upset. No word as to why he was chasing his father with the four-inch knife. Uh, Helmsworth was being held, or excuse me, is being held on a $30,000 bail and is ordered to not have any contact with his father. Yeah. What What did he do? What, what was going on there with the dad? I don't know. I want to know that story. Do you think this could be a Lifetime movie? No. A guy with a banjo who was running around pantsless isn't compelling Lifetime okay. material. All right. It could be yeah. a musical, maybe, though. All right. Short musical. Short form. A short form musical? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm really into musicals now. You really I changed are. my mind. It's like your thing. Changed my mind. Yeah. Hey, Greg, somebody is in the process of inventing a spray can condom. Ew. A spray-on condom. Right. That's... Trust me, baby. It's spray on. Why <laughs> so would you need being, a spray on condom? It's a, well. This is what's being invented. So this is uh, happening at the Pratt Institute. A design student named Michelle Chu is uh, designing a company called Girl Play, which is a condom company aimed at bold and daring women. Which uh, the centerpiece of which will be a spray on condom. So the spray on condom is the centerpiece of a lover's kit that she wants to bring to the Ew, market. Anything called that, I just it's weird to me. When you put lover into it. Lava, my lover, and I like to feed each other chocolate. It's my love. Let me get my lover's kit. Let me, I hate it when people use the word lover. It makes everybody uncomfortable. Yes. Don't refer to someone as your lover. It's irritating. It's annoying. It's gross. No, you do it. Don't need to know that it's your lover. It's my lover. Oh, oh my lover's going to be coming over later. That's the whole SNL skit. Have you met my lover? Yeah, well, and also humans. Yeah. I've heard people... Say lover. I'm That's like, my oh, lover. Okay. Ew. Oh, my lover's. Gonna it is. There's nothing much creepier, more creepier than that. It is. It's super creepy. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that you like each other, love each other, like to have sexual relations with each other. Whatever. Don't need to call him lover. Nope. Not necessary. Nope. Also, uh, PDA. I don't need PDA. Mm-hmm. Oh. Too much of that is really gross. If you're sitting there making out and going to town, like with your significant other. Whoever that is, uh, just I don't want to see it. Don't want to see a boner I'm not involved with in public. And not even a boner. It doesn't even matter. doesn't matter if it's a boner. <laughs> it can be two ladies. There could be no boner involved. I still don't need to see blah, blah, everybody. Ugh. Wow. Keep it to themselves. Craig's working out some aggression, some emotions. 
PDA, <laughs> man. All right. Well, uh, Chu, Michelle Chu, that is, who's designing the spray-on condom, said uh, she thought the condom market needed some refreshing because condoms look like those little ramen seasoning packets. They've just... Wow, she sounds pretty deep. She said they look like ramen seasoning packets. They've just been in these square things forever. <sighs> This seems like you're you're retooling something that really doesn't need to be retooled. Well, it's saying a spray-on condom would fit any size uh, of a man's penis so with a smaller, unusually shaped penis, so it would fit 100% but you just perfectly. By this, uh, so is this marketed towards women? I'm really confused about this. Is this marketed towards women or marketed towards men to purchase? I think it's marketed or, towards women. It, it said that she was marketing it toward women, but I don't know how many women are So like, what, a right. woman's just going to carry around a bottle and be like, and oh no, I'm can. good. Let me just spray this. We can go to town. It doesn't matter how big you are, this baby. This is going to be real romantic. Let me just spray around the I mean, the is edges. this for the woman who, I mean, you know, more power to you, but if you got to carry around a can because you never know what size of <laughs> penis you're going to be running into that night, you know, <laughs> best of luck to you. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so her concept does include uh, the emanating. It's uh, okay. Condom. I got a can. Let's just spray it down and go at it. <laughs> uh, Let's go to the bathroom. From an aerosol spray can, so it's like a spray-on bandage, but it's a spray-on condom. <laughs> so uh, I don't. I really can't think of why a dude would want to use this. I I I don't know. It's that sounds like way more work. I would think that you would that it would probably be a condom easier. is small and you have it in your pocket and you just you know what you don't have to worry about a spray on one like breaking. Well, do you? I don't know. I don't know. What if you don't get equal coverage everywhere? Is that going to be an issue? Okay, let's stop talking about it and then you stop like in, like motioning around I'm your just, nether regions. I'm just I don't saying, want to think about that. I'm just saying. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know about this. All right. Do you remember the story I had? A couple weeks ago about the woman who crashed into the back of the fish wagon because she was pleasuring herself with a sex toy. Yes, yes. All right, so this happened in the UK, of course, and now a new study in the UK has come out because they're like, hmm, how many people are actually doing this while they're driving? It's more than you think. Or maybe it's not more than you think. What percentage of people do you think are pleasuring themselves while driving, Greg Nibbler? Where was was this study conducted? In the UK. Oh, well, UK, they're kind of weird. (laughs) I say as an American. Oh, yeah, they're weird over there. Oh, we don't have any weirdos here. No, America's just normal. Nope. Let's talk more about spray-on condoms. <laughs> yep, banjo dudes. Um, 15%. 26%. Really? That's of drivers lying. in the UK They're say lying. One in four young drivers admit to pleasuring themselves while driving, according to a survey taken after um, a woman from the UK crashed her car as she feverishly used a sex toy. An insurance broker was the what one the who... What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, you're driving. Greg's Pay attention to the road. Greg, Greg's old, an old man Greg form today. Pay attention to the road. Wow. It's dangerous out there. So the study was done by an insurance broker, and he found that 26% of 25 to 34-year-olds admit to taking raunchy Wait, risks. this was one insurance broker who did this? Well, he did an entire study. What, he went out to a bar? Thousands of people. Oh, so, let me <laughs> ask you, do you ever, you ever drive and then think about things and then... Maybe you touch yourself a little bit. What oh, mark you down for a yes? Okay, that's how I'm picturing this guy being. Holy shit! That's how that I'm was pic- the most terrifying thing. <laughs> that's ever. how I'm picturing this guy conducting his survey. I'm picturing some guy going out to a bar and then being a creep. Oh yeah, that's I can't a yes. even look at you right now. <laughs> 
So it's been found that 26% of 25 to 34-year-olds admit to taking oh, tell me about it. raunchy risks compared to 12% uh, of elderly drivers, older drivers, like this, drivers this such as ourselves. This insurance broker was an older guy, too, who was asking younger people, and he's like, smacks a lot and like... Eats eggs. Does he sit like really close to the bottom well, of the table, but always has one hand underneath it because he's uh, feverishly pressuring I'm himself? Conducting a survey for the insurance industry. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, of course, the study came out after the woman crashed in the back of the stationary fish van. Uh, she is said to be caught on film holding the toy and buttoning up her trousers after the incident. I'm dealing risk management. I'm so grossed out by you. But <laughs> this is all nudity all the time for the most part right now. It's too. It's kind of scary how good I can do that voice. It's. It comes so naturally. Yeah. You know, I don't think that your career is writing songs about anything. It's about being creepy in any situation. You can take any situation and make it creepy. You're kind of unnerving me a little bit. <laughs> what, I am? No, me. I unnerved myself. Make a grocery store creepy. Do that. I notice that you're shopping for various sizes of fruit. Oh my god. Okay, out of Clarence, New York, this past weekend, an ice cream truck driver was arrested after he was belligerently yelling at children who were trying to purchase ice cream from him. That wasn't what he got mostly in trouble about, though. Police say that the driver was nude driving around in his ice cream truck. Oh, boy. Yeah, he wasn't trying to touch. He was just he was just naked. Wait, so he was a naked ice cream truck driver yelling at children? Yes. Oh, wow. All well, right. That kind of seems... Well, we still have uh, the Wilford Brimley ice cream truck driver in our There is in the neighborhood of where our... He is the grumpiest guy. Yeah, in the neighborhood of where our studio is. He does look like Wilford Brimley. He smokes while he drives his ice cream truck. He is in there smoking in the ice cream truck. Doesn't like he just glares at you. He's he's an angry, angry looking man. He is the angriest man. I kind of want to get him on the show. No, I don't want him to know where all of our stuff is. Why? I just don't think that's the angry Wilford. That guy Brimley. creeps you out. Yeah, angry Wilford Brimley. I don't know. Like, do you think he's wearing pants? I don't know because that ice cream truck window is pretty high. If you've noticed this, which is why I think this gentleman conducting an ice cream survey. Why this gentleman was able to get away with it, because ice cream windows usually come up, you know, like, to your chest almost. Yeah, they're pretty big. They Mm -hmm. are pretty big, so ice cream guys can get away with a lot. Well, this guy didn't get away with it. So, uh, Erie County Sheriff's deputies responded to the complaint and arrested uh, 24-year-old Ryan Duff. Um, Following the investigation, they realized that Duff didn't realize that he was naked because he was high on drugs while he was delivering ice cream. Well, in police custody, officers say that Mr. Duff refused to cooperate with testing and a drug recognition expert made the final determination that he was indeed under the influence. Oh, boy. Police charged Duff with DUI drugs and other charges and released him to a sober driver. He is scheduled to return to court on August 25th. I'm waiting for you to say something creepy about ice cream. No, I've done enough creepy. I've creeped myself out. That's been too much creepy. You know that it's creepy if you can creep yourself out. All right. Well, finally, I was thinking about this because, you know, we do. We were talking about yesterday. Buying you a drink. (sighs) Uh, We're both going to be traveling because we were talking about yesterday how we're going to Alaska in like a month, which I'm so excited about. Yes, indeed. This is true. Fun Employment Radio on the road. On the road. On the road. Up north to Alaska. Up north is where I'm You're better at being creepy. Better at being creepy. Nope. 
All right, so there is a new app that has been released, Greg. If you're flying the friendly skies and you want to meet a friendly face, perhaps a friendly gal. Oh. There's a new dating app for when you are flying on a commercial airline. What is the name of this app? It is called Mile High. (laughs) Mile High. Mile High. uh, M-I-L-E-H-I. So it's an app that allows flyers to meet up before, during, and after a flight that they're on. I will use this on uh, my next flight. All right. So the app is performing quite well. It's only been out for two weeks, and it's already had 3,000 downloads. (laughs) Wait. So you're meeting up for people at the airport? So you can meet up. You can see what, What? what airline you're flying. So if somebody has this particular app, if you're at the airport. Oh, that just seems awkward, though, because then you're going to know what the flight is. Do you know what flight they're on? And then you're going to see them, and then what if you like have the app and you know that they're part of it too, and you're looking over at this other person, and they just go, and just ignore you? Mm. And then you end up sitting near them, but you know they saw you, and then they don't want anything to do with you? Ooh. Even though it's called... The- I'm already getting denied, and I've never even used this. Oh. I already feel like I've been shot down. Oh, like my ego is ruined. Well, it's uh, so even though it's called Mile High, which of course insinuates, you know, banging on a plane, <laughs> uh, the app's founder insists it's not Tinder for the sky. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. He says Mile High is a very good name. It's very catchy. Obviously, it's got a connotation, a catchy connotation, but the idea of the app is really around business or Networking, not dating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you spell it again? At mile and then high H I. Okay, mile high app. Okay. Are you still looking? Wow. The Greg could not get on that app fast enough. Uh, mile high's functions can Just be used for a this. number of purposes. Passengers, you should do a creepy voice uh, asking someone to join the Mile High Club. You like to download the Mile High app and see if we're a match. See that the same guy, the same broker guy. He he would also apply at a. It would also work for it for airplane airport bars. Like the creepy guy in the corner, he sits there. Where are you flying in from today? Why are you talking like that? All right, anyway, passengers I'd like can to chat. Buy you a drink. Passengers can chat via via private messages or in a group forum, and they can find and track each other via flight number. So you can put your flight number in What's and find. What's your fancy? Stop it. One of the kids drinking some lemon drops, some Jaeger bombs, whatever it takes. Oh my god! So you can put in your flight number and find I mean, people who are going to be on your flights business. and scope out who's on specific flights, including your own. Uh, he says there's a huge global exhibition conference circle that uh, circuit that people go around. There's also a lot of sporting events that the app could be relevant to if you're going, you know, for the same reasons. Uh, like if people are flying together to uh, the World Cup finals or European Cups, people can talk about sharing a taxi when okay. they land. So, there you have it. Would you like one of these pills I have in my pocket? I like to fly high when I'm high flying. <coughs> oh my and then he coughs a lot, too. Conducting a survey. Some days this room feels smaller than others, and today is one of those days. Mile High app. All right. Well, there we go. Did you desperately try to download it? I will do it after the show. Okay. I will, I will download this, even though I'm not flying anywhere soon. I guess in, a, in about a month. But Let's move on to something else so we can get out of this segment, because mm-hmm. now I think I've creeped myself out. I got too far into it. You got too deep into the character? Too deep into it. Wow, you're such a, a fine actor. No, You no, just lost no. yourself in the character. That's, sure. Yes. I'll go with it. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's exactly what it was, Sarah. It's just too talented. That's exactly what it was. Yeah.
Do a little ball talk? Just a little, little bit. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. All right, first up in ball talk, Sarah. Yes. What? All right. First news, we have this. There is a superstar couple that apparently was together and I didn't know about it, but now they are not. Oh, what superstar? It involves the world of the NBA and a famous family. A famous family of women. Ugh. Women. Do you know who that could be? I think I know who it is because I saw this. I didn't know that they were together either, but I'm pretty sure that I know who you're talking about. Who would that be? Uh, are you talking about uh, the Kardashian? Yes, and Khloe Kardashian. And James Harden. Khloe Kardashian and James Harden have apparently been a couple for some time. Now, Khloe Kardashian, of course, used to be with uh, Lamar Odom. And then he got on drugs and or, or was coming off of drugs or something like that. And so she ditched him. And now she was with James Harden, who was younger than her. He's 25. She's 31. And she is shocked and upset over rumors that James Harden may have had a relationship with an anonymous blonde when he was in Australia for some kind of tour thing. Oh, my goodness. A 25-year-old NBA player. I cannot imagine why he would have any interest in... In some blonde while he's on tour in Australia. I have no clue. That just no doesn't clue. make any sense in any way, shape, Mid-20s or form. Mid-20s as famous he's as he's ever going to be. 25-year-old famous runner-up MVP multimillionaire basketball player. And Khloe Kardashian isn't good enough for him? She can't um, hang on to that? I'm, wow. I'm kind of surprised here. There's got to be something a lot wrong. <laughs> I could not see. Like, I saw that and I thought it was a joke at first. I'm like, wait, Really? She's just going through the basketball players. Well, and James Harden, that's apparently what he does. All right, so there we go. That concludes this, or that doesn't conclude this edition of Ball Talk. <laughs> that's the end of that story. That just wanted to get the that out there. Of that story. Let's let's get on to something else here. Um, I'll say this: uh, I do have like a good story, kind of good, like something good that happened for somebody that I think is kind of cool, but it's not really the mo of Ball Talk. Um, I like happy stories. All right, here's a happy story. Okay. Has to do with Vin Baker. Now, you probably don't know who Vin Baker I is. I do not. Okay, he's a former NBA player. He was really good for a little while there, uh, 13 years in the pros. I don't think he ever played for the Blazers. I don't think so. And, but he spent 13 years uh, in the pros, and he was a four-time All-Star. He won Olympic gold in 2000 with the U.S. team. He was, he was a really good player. And then uh, he had a lot of alcohol issues. Okay. So he made $100 million in his career and lost it all. Oh. Yeah, towards the end of his career, it was it was pretty uh, pretty bad. Like, bad, you know, he just, his whole life fell apart. Now, though, he is actually doing pretty well. He is a retail manager for a Starbucks. Oh, wow. Four-time NBA All-Star. Used to be worth $100 million. Has a family. And he is now working in, I believe, Illinois at a Starbucks oh. as a manager. And the thing is, though, with him, they did. There's a big feature on him in an interview with him, and he just said, "You know what? This could have ended up way worse. I'm really happy. I love my family. I love coming to work. Who knew this is what I would be doing?" He's like, "I'm way more in charge of myself now than I was when I was 22 and a millionaire." And he's actually really happy. Oh, that's good. So good for Vin Baker. I like that. Clean I like and sober, good. doing well. 
And he's like, you know what? And I, I don't wake up. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of what I do. He's like, this oh, is where I'm at right now. That's great. Yeah. So good for Vin Baker. That is very cool. That's all. That was the good story. I like that good story. I like that story too. I like Vin Baker. All right. Moving on to ball talk. We'll just get to this final story. I have to do it because it is the big news. It's following up with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, of course, did lose his appeal. Oh, yeah. Lost his appeal. He was supposed to be suspended for four games to start the season off, and that suspension was upheld. And what any good grown-up person does when this happens mm-hmm. afterwards... He went to Facebook to complain about. It. <laughs> Tom Brady That's made always a, the best decision. Made one of those like three-page rant posts about it, about how he felt about the situation, about you know him being denied this, and how upset he was. And he posted that on Facebook. I'll, I'll read just just the very beginning of it. I am very disappointed by the NFL's decision to uphold the four-game suspension against me. I did nothing wrong, and no one in the Patriots organization did either. Despite submitting to hours of testimony over the past six months, it is disappointing that the commissioner upheld my suspension based upon a standard that it was probable that I was generally aware of misconduct. The fact is that neither I nor any equipment person did anything of which we have been accused. He dismissed my hours of testimony and it is disappointing that he found it unreliable. Well, I mean, if he dismissed... I'm sorry, but isn't that the way that court works? Like, if he gave hours of testimony and they voted against him, that means that his testimony didn't work? I also disagree with yesterday's narrative surrounding my cell phone. I replaced my broken Samsung phone with a new iPhone 6 after my attorneys made it clear to the NFL that my actual phone device would not be subjected to investigation under any circumstances. As a member of a union, I was under no obligation to set a new precedent going forward, nor was I made aware at any time during Mr. Wells' investigation. God, does he ever stop talking? And I'm not going to even go further. It goes on for five more paragraphs. There is one thing, though. Five that, more paragraphs. There is one thing that people have been saying is a bit of a conspiracy theory, because he, the way. Okay, uh, this happened about a month ago. Okay. Where he's been uh, associated with Dr. Dre lately, hanging out with Dr. Dre for some reason, beats music. Okay. And then also he was, you know, he he rarely makes, especially during all this, public appearances or or randomly out, you know, where photographers are going to be around. Went out and bought himself a brand new Apple Watch and made sure there were cameras all around taking pictures of him and buying him buying himself a new Apple Watch. Now in this statement, he makes clear to say he replaced I replaced my broken Samsung phone with a new iPhone 6 after my attorneys made it clear. Wait, so what's the conspiracy that Apple bought him <laughs> that out? Apple's, Apple's giving him some money to shield the products and he's trying to work it work oh, his like way into this. Oh, secret Apple money? Yeah. Wow. I mean... I mean, it makes sense. Why would you need to specifically say this in your statement on Facebook? I I recently replaced my broken Samsung phone with a new iPhone 6. Like, why would people... When you talk about replacing a phone... piece of shit Samsung phone with my super awesome iPhone. I'm just saying it seems kind of weird. Photographed buying an Apple Watch. And I like how he says that he uh, destroyed his phone, but it's not his fault because they couldn't have looked at it anyway. So he's not saying he didn't have any incriminating evidence. 
He's saying that they couldn't look on his phone. No, it's it's really bad. It's just it's so he's do just deal with it's it. And move stupid, on. Stupid, right? It's. I mean, the, the suspension is the whole thing is dumb. The deflated balls, like it's dumb. But that's the rule. The rule is what the rule is. To him, those balls are perfect, Greg. He likes to feel them, touch them, make sure they're just perfect. <laughs> Squeeze them. But you got caught, dude. Take your punishment. It's four games. Move on. But he winds away. Uh, I do, like, in the live chat, we have somebody who is from New England and is very much a Patriots fan. Now, try, I will warn you, bringing this up to a Patriots fan is going to be, it's a sensitive issue. It's a sensitive issue. Oh, it is. It's very sensitive. They get very defensive about Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. And I understand they won four championships, and I know it's a very... It's oh, yeah. Jez issue. is a really big fan. Oh, yeah. I'm yep. looking at that. Okay, I didn't... I didn't oh, yeah. know we had That's, page. Well, no, when, well, we, anybody from the Northeast is going to be a Patriots fan for the most part. I mean, as long as you're you know, from the New England area. Yeah. If you're from Philly, that's a different story. But there we go. All right, that is the saga of Tom Brady. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. There we go. Now, what I was going to say earlier, Sarah. What, Greg? That's how excited I am to use my new swimsuit from Pop. Oh, it's going to be a real scorcher, a real barn burner this week. It is going to be, and it, it is. is the, it's supposed to be like a hundred today, so that's going to be in, amazing here in Portland. Oh yep. yeah. Well, the good place to go get a brand new swimsuit, and I really mean this. Like it really is a fantastic place. Is Papina, Papina. In, on Northeast Sandy, right off of Northeast Sandy. They are a wonderful, wonderful sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. It's Papina Swimwear. They make the majority of them here in town. Like, it's local swimwear, which is cool because it's somebody from the Northwest making swimwear for people in the mm-hmm. Northwest. And on top of that, they've got different kinds of suits for whatever you're into, whatever you could possibly want. Yeah, if you're like, if you want to swim laps, if you want to just go to Savvy Island and only wear your bikini bottoms, like anything that you want. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, if you're <laughs> going to do that, I suppose, yes, that is that is something you can do. Mm-hmm. You can go to Papina Swimwear and get that. Uh, but for dudes, too. And on top of that, you can also pick up a gift certificate. For someone, it's a really good idea for yeah. a gift. If you're looking for a gift for someone, and go to Papina Swimwear. Yeah, you can get a gift certificate, and then like for sunglasses, they have accessories, they have uh, shoes, like all kinds of stuff. So it doesn't Anything. necessarily like all suits. Yeah, and on top of that, it's at 2030 Northeast 42nd Avenue. 2030 Northeast 42nd Avenue. Papina P O P I N A P O P I N A Papina Swimwear. dot com. They uh, will give you a free beer. Awesome. They have a they have a bar in the swimsuit store. That's kind of awesome. It is very awesome. Let's go there. <laughs> Get a beer. Check it out. It's badass. Papinus one more. All right, send us awesome. an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic, and we appreciate each and every one of you so much. And tomorrow is going to be a noon show? Tomorrow will be a noon show awesome. for live listeners. Noon o'clock Pacific time. Coming up later on today on the Fun Employment Radio Network, Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Right here, Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.